Music from a new piece by the spoken word recording artist, actor, educator, and composer Wordsmith. It's called Network to Freedom, and it will receive its world premiere Monday night, Martin Luther King Day, at the B&O Railroad Museum with Wordsmith and his frequent collaborator, the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. I'm Tom Hall. Wordsmith joins me today in Studio A to tell us about it. It's good to see you. Happy holiday. Good to see you. Happy New Year to you, Tom. So this is Network to Freedom. It's about the Underground Railroad and the relationship between the railroad that is represented at the B&O Railroad Museum and the the Underground Railroad. How does how's that relationship uh, pan out? Sure. Well, a lot of people don't know, unless you're from here in Baltimore, that American railroading started right here in our city at the B&O. So we opened telling that part of the story on how the railroad affected our economy, how it helped to tip the sides to the Union during the Civil War, how Abe Lincoln signed the Pacific Act. So we really go into history at the beginning. But the meat of the piece is the Underground Railroad, because at the B&O Railroad, uh, good friends of mine, John Goldman, Chris Howellen up there, they got revitalized Mount Clare Station. And Mount Clare Station at being a railroad was where free slaves used to pass through to get their freedom. And so as they were working on this exhibit, they brought me in early in the process when it wasn't even done and started talking to me about the significance of it. And I really started doing more research on my end. And the topic came up that said, hey, would you be interested in conceptualizing this and turning it into a, a song, into a piece that could possibly live on and, and exhibit here in the museum? So I got the chills when I heard that. And me, you know, when I write music, I try to be a teacher within my music as well. So the two things that I love were coming together. I said, OK, I get to write something new that one is not just for our city, but it's for black culture. And it's talking about black stories that have been suppressed. Um, and this railroad here, but also put a bigger eye and significance on a great landmark that we have here in the city, which is the B&O Railroad. And, and of course, if it's a part of a musical performance and it's performed by a, a, a guy who's, you know, so exciting and compelling on stage, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to get that story out that's not just in a book or even in a documentary film or something. So how did you how did you structure it? It's in three movements Correct. Uh, with full orchestra behind you. Uh, so how, how's it how's it proceed? You, you talk about the history of the railroad first and then where do you go uh then we movement two goes into the underground railroad and then movement three is pretty much we bring it into present day of slavery ending and slaves getting a chance to get jobs becoming pullman porters starting to working on the uh the railroad system but not making much money still having a hard time making a living uh talking about reparations talking about the things that we've never still gained to this day after putting so much work into this country to help build it when it comes down to writing the piece Started writing it, I would say, back in the springtime, even before we started on the composition. And I knew I wanted to take a lot of my different, I would say, talents and different skill sets. So there's spoken word in it. There's narration in it. I wrote some choral arrangements in it. And of course, it's a beautiful composition at times that sounds like a movie score at times, just because Don and I really wanted to keep in the scope that this could live on in a museum. And when our days are long gone, you know, some kids or families will be in there and could be hearing this piece as a part of the Freedom Seekers exhibit or a brand new exhibit at the B&O unveils in the future. Uh, tell us about your collaborator on this piece, Don. Uh, you, you've worked with him. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you guys are touring. I know you guys were on the show uh, talking about uh, a big national tour you did together. Sure. Uh -huh. So he was, uh, and, and, and tell us who, who the, he's from Nashville, right? Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. So Don Hart, is, he's a composer from Nashville. Similar to me, works in a lot of different genres and uh, so forth. And I do a lot of writing, uh, songwriting down in Nashville, performing in Nashville um, as well. So I'm back and forth. And we did a piece two years ago called Made in America, which was a fusion piece I wrote that was some of my original tunes, but also cover songs. And 
we meshed them with different classical pieces to tell the story of the American dream. And it went over really well. Don and I worked so well together. We're both really detailed people when it comes to writing music. And we saw that in one another. So as I was writing this piece and I started thinking about the composition, I said, man, you know, I really need to have a partner on this. It's such a big piece. It's an 18 minute long piece. And Don is the one that came into my head. And um, I was just glad he was available. He was just as passionate as about me. He even came up and we went to the museum together. And we really cared about telling the correct history of this piece. And uh, as we mentioned, a frequent collaborator of yours, the Baltimore Symphony. I mean, you've been an artistic partner of the symphony now for several years. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to have a a conductor, Jerry Lynn Johnson, uh, who will conduct an African-American conductor, Mm -hmm. uh, young woman. Uh, There's some music of Duke Ellington. There's music of... uh, uh, Florence Price, you know, you, you've got music of other great African American composers on this program. But this full symphony orchestra, I mean, and the works, you got uh, for your piece, Network to Freedom, I mean, you got all sorts of elements. Yeah, it's the full orchestra. I love my BSO colleagues. They're always so supportive of my my new pieces that I think push the boundaries of classical music a lot of times. Also, one of my alma maters, Morgan State University, we have eight members from their choir that's joining us for the choral. Uh, pieces that were written for it. Um, and then just also know Jerry Lynn. Um, she doesn't get her just due. You know, she's a female black conductor and, you know, in this tough, I would say classical music where we're still trying to be inclusive and we're still trying to include more African-Americans, more Latinos, you know, into the mix. And a long way to go. A long way that. to go. And as the folks in classical music yes. refers to admit. Sure. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's just a blessing to have someone like her. Again, she's very detailed on the podium and I saw that we went to rehearsal and she just really cares about the music. She cares about this piece. So just thank you. And also this is also part of a symphony series called Symphony in the City. You're gonna be at the B and O. This isn't at the mm-hmm. Meyerhoff or the Lyric or any of those, you know, bigger halls. This is at the B and O uh in Montclair Station, uh easy to get to for mm-hmm. a lot of folks, particularly on that side of town. Um, so that's a good thing to to really bring it to the people, huh? Yeah, it's going to be intimate, you know, debut. We definitely would love to see it have a place in the concert hall. Anytime you write a commission new piece, you always want it to live in the concert hall. But I think because of the theme of this piece, you know, talking about American Railroad and Underground Railroad and these stories originating from the B&O Railroad, what better place, you know, to have a world premiere and a debut. And I just feel the people that's going to be there, they're all going to have this personal, intimate experience that you can't always have at a concert hall that holds over 2,000-something people. Yeah, it's going to be a great night. So, yeah. But, you know, the, the the process of doing this, I mean, you talked about the research that you had to do. I mean, this was a huge project to figure out, number one, what the stories are. Yes. And then, number two, how to figure out which ones to include, which order, how to do it, and, and how to tell those stories. Uh, but talk us through how you how you did this. You and Don go to the museum. You, you check it out. You know, you think about musical lines, you think about lyric lines. I mean, how, how does it come together? Uh, I think with me, because uh, it had the museum element, I knew I wanted to have some narration in there. And I knew I wanted to have at least three movements because they could always take these movements and split it up and say, hey, movement one could be for this exhibit. Movement two could tell the story of this exhibit. And I tried to be smart in that facet. Writing the song, I somewhat wrote almost the full song before Don and I actually got together to start working on the composition. So we had a really good idea where we, the piece was going, a good idea of where we wanted things to build, when we wanted to bring things down. You know, I know myself, you know, 
contemporary urban music is my bigger side. Classical is like third for me. So I was like, we definitely have some percussion in here. So there's some special surprising moments in this piece that take you away from classical and go, okay, this is definitely a wordsmith touch in here that we normally wouldn't hear. Uh, heavy brass in there as well at times. And the piece just feels really big at times, but also feels really, I would say, at home and personal and intimate at times. So we wanted all these different emotions to take place while you're hearing this piece. We didn't want you to just kind of sit in there and take an information in. You should be feeling something as well. And there's a nice groove to it at times. There's yeah. a nice rhythmic groove that you don't expect in it, too. Yeah, there better be. Oh, there is. If I'm on it, it's going to yeah, be some rhythm right. in it's there. It's a wordsmith yeah. show, man. There, right. there better be. Right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> and, and and you really have done you know incredible work and, and made huge strides in merging these two, you know, the, the urban side and the classical side. Yes, uh, because you know, so many times for for generations, people thought, well, never the two shall meet, you know. But you have more than met them; you have, you know, integrated them in a in a really compelling way. I mean, and that that journey continues as well, right? Oh, it does. I think you're always trying to convince people and show people I think you're worth you're always as good as your your next work not your last one is the way I, I feel and in, in classical you know my background it's always creating new material and that's I feel is my biggest asset to the BSO is I have several just original pieces that were created during my time but also pieces that are impactful to black culture impactful to changing how people view classical music and everything I do now Tom honestly at this stage of my life and career is all about legacy right now yeah, what do you think that legacy, what, what do you want it to be? Honestly, biggest legacy I want is to be known as a community leader and a great man. Um, more than a great musician or playwright and an actor. Those are great things, but I want, when I, my time is up here, I want him to say he was a great man. He helped as many people as he could help. Loved the youth. And, um, you know, he really loved Baltimore City and did his part, you know, while he was walking this earth. So, yeah, I want to be known as a great man and a community leader. Yeah, you got my vote, man. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> That's a big vote right there. <laughs> it's only one, but it's mine. I'll take it. Thank but, you. But, you know, it's it, because to, to, to tell this history, as I say, in the way that you can tell it in that unique, uh, in a singular way, uh, really is important because it's bringing people in uh, to a history and to a, uh, a genre that they're they're not used to. I mean, it's a new experience for a lot of people uh, to hear this. So th I'm really excited. I'm going to be there. It's going to be fun. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. All right, Wordsmith. He will perform the world premiere of his new piece, Network to Freedom, Monday night at 7 o'clock at the B&O Railroad Museum here in Baltimore. Jerry Lynn Johnson conducts the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra and members of the Morgan State University Choir. program will also include music by other great African-American composers like Florence Price, Duke Ellington, Carlos Simon, all in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. The concert is part of the BSO's Symphony in the Cities series. That's it for us today. Coming up Monday, a special MLK Day edition of Midday. I'll speak with people working with three nonprofit organizations who are making a big difference in the lives of people in our community. Midday's director and engineer is Shania Mapson. Luke Spicknell is WIPR's operations director. Taria Rogers and Mallory Pinkard-Pierre produce our program with help from Sam Burmistaws and Izzy Bavis. Austin Coglin from Clean Cuts wrote and recorded the Midday theme music. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for listening. Have a great holiday weekend.
This is Baltimore's NPR News Station. Member supported 88.1 WIPR.